around 03.15 hours on 26th of August 1944, PMY for Yoke, a Lancaster of 103 Squadron, returned from a successful raid on the Opal factory near Frankfurt. Unfortunately, it was a misty night, and the aircraft had been hit by friendly fire as it approached the south coast, before attempting to land at Ford Airfield near Arundel in West Sussex. For the crew, it would be their final mission. My name is John Pope. I'm a volunteer speaker with the Commonwealth Wargraves Commission and have an interest in the ordinary men and women who served in extraordinary times. Some were volunteers, some were conscripts, some had the time of their lives, while others were scarred, mentally or physically, or simply failed to return home. They weren't all heroes, and they weren't all decorated. But for most, war at home and abroad was an experience which shaped them and changed them. Drawing on books, official records, internet resources, and personal recollections from friends and families, I've pieced together just some of the stories of those who served. Join me in this episode to learn more about Pilot Officer Lawrence Westcott of 103 Squadron, RAF Volunteer Reserve. Lawrence Edward Westcott was born in Camberwell in London in January 1922. His father, Alfred, was a print worker. His mother, Celia, was the daughter of a warehouseman and they lived between Peckham and Camberwell on Victoria Street. Alfred and Celia had married on Christmas Day 1900. Lawrence was the youngest of their seven children. His eldest sister Sarah was 19 years his senior, and his nearest sibling, Albert, was seven years older. All except two lived to their 80s or 90s. Lawrence's father, Alfred, had died when Lawrence was just 16, and he lost his mother, Celia, three years later, following an air raid. Lawrence had already joined the RAF Volunteer Reserve in early 1941, and so soon the Air Force became his home. Lawrence was posted to various parts of the country and worked his way up from aircraftman second class to flight sergeant, before being sent to Canada for a short period of training as aircrew. In early 1943, he was sent to RAF Elsham Wolds between Grimsby and Scunthorpe in North Lincolnshire to join 103 Squadron. Elsham Wolds had been an RFC base from 1916 to the end of World War I, but had been returned to agricultural use at the end of the war. When World War II began, former airfields were resurveyed and reinstated, and 103 Squadron was posted there in the summer of 1941. At its busiest in summer 1944, it had three runways, six hangars and hard stands for 36 aircraft. Two and a half thousand personnel were housed in huts and tents in neighbouring farmland. One RAF aircrew wrote, It was bitterly cold and windy in winter, and the wind whistled off the North Sea or down from the peaks. It was windy in summer too, and if the wind was from the east, you could smell Grimsby docks. 103 Squadron bore a high operational burden, and in doing so incurred heavy losses. Twelve Halifaxes, 28 Wellingtons and 208 Lancasters, with a single Lancaster, ED888, recording 140 sorties in 18 months, over 970 operational hours. 
Westcott and his crew were drawn from all over Britain. Sergeant Bill Volner, the rear gunner, was from Manchester, whilst Ernie Bull, the engineer, was from nearby Hull. Flying officer Norman Lewis, the bomb aimer, was from Abergavenny, and Sergeant Alan Tebbett, the navigator, was from Geddington in Northamptonshire. James Cruikshank, the wireless operator and forward gunner, was from Murray in Scotland, and Norman Burgess, the upper gunner, was from the small town of Wincham, New South Wales in Australia. All the crew were aged between 19 and 23 years old. In 1943, Lawrence Westcott met his future wife, Irene Cutts, aged 20. They were married in April 1944 in her hometown of Barnsley. A photograph of Lawrence and Irene on their wedding day can be seen on the Those Who Served episode extras page, surrounded by the crew. Lawrence and Irene had little time to settle into married life. She stayed at their family home at Vernon Street in Barnsley, whilst he returned to the squadron at Elsham Wolds. In June, Lawrence was promoted from flight sergeant to flying officer and led 11 missions, one as co-pilot and the other 10 as pilot over a five-week period between the 18th of July and the 25th of August 1944. In that short time, his flying record reported daylight attacks on V2 launch sites, night attacks on Kiel dock facilities, raids to Stuttgart, U-boat pens in Le Havre and oil facilities near Bordeaux. On the 25th of August at 2015 hours, Lawrence in Lancaster ND632, PMY for yoke, took off as part of a 400 bomber raid on a range of targets, which included the Opel Vehicle Factory at Russelsheim near Frankfurt. Their route took them south over Selsey Bill in West Sussex, before turning east over France and approaching Frankfurt. According to the operational report, the target was identified by pathfinders, but with searchlights and moderately heavy flak. 103 Squadron bombed successfully from 16,500 to 18,000 feet before turning south and then west, returning by the same route over Selsey. Intense night fighter activity led to damage, and 15 planes were lost. RAF crews claimed three night fighters shot down, and in the confusion, it's likely that Y for Yoke sustained some friendly fire damage from other Lancasters in the formation. Following the raid, official German reports stated that the Opel factory, the forge and gearbox assembly departments were damaged and put out of action for several weeks, although lorry assembly was unaffected due to the high availability of parts. Over 175 casualties resulted from the raid. As Westcott and the crew crossed the channel, he had to feather the starboard inner engine due to damage, caused either by flak or the friendly fire. Later examination showed that .303 ammunition had holed an oil tank, and that a tyre had burst on the landing gear. As ND-632 approached Ford Airfield near Arundel in West Sussex, one of the crew fired a red Veery light to indicate the need for an emergency landing. Ford Airfield was just a few miles from the Channel coast, but some 250 miles from their base at Elsham Wolds, so clearly the aircraft was in some distress. The official report states, At 3.23, aircraft made a check circuit, 
so control must have been okay. Starboard inner was feathered. Radio contact was not established. Patches of mist near river from 50 to 100 feet deep, causing poor visibility. As aircraft approach, it attempted to land to one side of runway and was unable to go around again. Aircraft crashed, hitting Bowfighters R2243 and MM857 and Mosquitoes MM564 and HK419. Two aircraft destroyed and two damaged. Lancaster hit a hangar and burst into flames, killing all seven crew on board. Flying Officer Lawrence Westcott, Sergeant Bill Volner and Sergeant James Cruikshank were all buried at Littlehampton Cemetery in the Commonwealth War Graves Commission plot on the 31st of August 1944 by RAF Chaplain H.R.V. Foster. Photos of their graves can be seen on the episode extras page on the Those Who Served website. At the request of their families, Sergeants Bull and Tebbett and Flying Officer Lewis were buried in their home parishes, while Sergeant Norman Burgess of the Royal Australian Air Force was buried at Brookwood Military Cemetery in Surrey. Why for Yoke was one of 15 Lancasters lost that night. The raid was deemed successful, and the rate of loss, at 3.6%, was also seen as acceptable. Irene chose an inscription for Lawrence's headstone, which read, In loving memory of my darling husband. She never remarried, and died in Sheffield in July 1998, aged 79. I'd like to thank the Commonwealth War Graves Commission for access to their archives, and to the local eyes-on, hands-on volunteer Carl Rusbridge for his research into the war graves in Littlehampton Cemetery. I'd also like to thank Alan Jones of North Links Web for his research on 103 Squadron and for some of the photographs on the episode extras page on the Those Who Served website. Until next time, thank you for listening to Those Who Served with me, John Pope. You can show your support for this free podcast by clicking on buymeacoffee.com. All funds are used to cover the costs of research, production and syndication. You can join in with the show by sharing what details you know of a family member or friend who served in a 20th century conflict. Simply follow the links on the website or contact me directly by email at info at those who Thank you.